not bad. I had you know, as I, as, a, as a white man, I just can't understand why people are offended. You know, like I, I don't I get you that. Can't. I bet you can't. <laughs> it's your, we have, well, we, have established, like we have established <laughs> that God loves me more than both of you. That's it's, been it's, established. It's, listen, it's kind of like uh, how Hashtag superpower God's is white privilege. <laughs> oh my God. So Sorry, you, Carl. I didn't you, mean to talk over you the whole time. You know, no, we, I was just saying. You know, go ahead, Carl. It's fine. No, I was just saying that it's kind of like the whole deal with Batman. You know, his only superpower is white privilege. Like they, you know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> Dog, I tell you, it Batman, um, uh, Justice League would be the greatest movie ever if when Flash asked what a superpower was, he said, "I'm rich." If he said, "I'm white," I'm white. I swear to God, that'd have been the greatest movie ever. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> Hit my music! Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. You are now listening to the SMC Wrestling Podcast with your boys, the smart, Caleb Baldwin, the mark, Carl Irvin, and the contrarian, Rance Morris. Believe. In the pod. Hello, and welcome to the December 6th edition of the SMC Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am one-third of this lovely triad. I am Caleb. With me, as always, is one Carl Irvin. Carl, what's up? Not much, buddy. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing pretty great. Better than my internet. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you've had some internet issues. Yeah, man. That, that doing, just doing means good. I'm not doing I'm... terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing good. Excited to talk about uh, some pretty cool stuff that's been going on in the world of wrestling this week. So, let's let's do it. Hell yeah. Rants. Let's not forget about rants here. Our, uh, our, uh, our third man, our, uh, the wind beneath our wings. Rance Morris. Your resident Rance. black guy is what you were going to say. I um, was not going <laughs> to say that, sir. I am very woke. I, uh, <laughs> I'm i good, man. Uh, forgive my voice, everybody. I got a bit of a cold, so uh, it might not be the strongest tonight, but uh, I'm here. We're going to make it work. Yeah, you're damn right. Let's skip, uh, let's skip the preamble. Let's skip the BS. Let's get right to it, man. Bray Wyatt now has a new rival in one Woken Matt Hardy. Rance, um, you want to walk us through, Rance or Carl, either one of you, does one of you want to walk us through, you know, what is going on now, how we got here, so on and so forth real quick? I, I got you. I, I think it's funny, speaking of speaking of being woke, uh, so if you've paid attention over the past, I'd say month, month and a half, um... Matt's been getting his ass whooped significantly. Been losing matches that people shouldn't have lost to. Braun Strowman beat the living fuck out of him. Um, and just like when Matt Hardy originally broke, because Jeff stupidly broke his leg on a damn motorcycle, uh, it took for Jeff to be hurt and for Matt to be on his own to finally uh, be awoken. So, um, last week, uh, he went crazy with the delete chance. 
And this week, talk about the cheesiest shit ever that actually worked. Uh, Bray had a promo in the back that kept getting cut out by Matt. And back and forth. And I never really realized how how stupid Bray sounds until I heard him talk with Matt. It is hilarious. <laughs> like... I'm a I'm a brave I'm a brave supporter. Been one since NXT. He just sounds have, like yeah. he's just saying some dumb shit. When Matt Hardy <laughs> is sounding more competent than you, the hell are you talking about? But I'm so well, here for it, dog. Yeah. So oh my for it. Okay. Gosh, so dude. Let me. I wanna I wanna hop in real fast. Um. So yeah, you're right, and I, I mean, you know, me and Caleb, you, you, uh, you and I had a conversation on the tweeter machine about you had tweeted something out about how the um, the American Badass Undertaker gimmick was greater than the Phenom. I agree, by right? the way. I because agree. Yeah, it is. I know. Yeah. Yes. I know. Yeah. yeah. First of all, that's an opinion, so don't say that. I'm trying to help you here. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think. This is one of those situations, right? Because Rance is talking like how cheesy this promo was and how awesome it was because of its cheesiness. <laughs> and that is kind of, for me as a wrestling fan, this kind of, I think this will help you understand why I'm a phenom guy over an American badass guy. The cheesier, the better sometimes. You know what I mean? Like the phenom thing was cheesy. He's the dead man and all this dumb but shit. You know the what I mean? Opera- the operative word you used is sometimes, though. Let's yeah, not well, forget I, that. I, but I would still say for me, like, you've got to be like, I love quirkiness in wrestling. That's always been a thing for me. It keeps me interested because I'm not all about like. This got to be this serious like wrestling to me. I never take it truly seriously in the way that other people do. I just don't, you know, because if I do. Then I got. I'm dealing with this whole like, you take oily men running around in the ring and wrestling each other seriously. No, I don't. Why does every voice you do sound like Vince? I don't know. I can't help it. <laughs> but I don't. I, I don't. So I don't. You know. So my perspective at wrestling is different, which is why I'm never angry about it. Sure. Um. So just kind of, kind of. I just wanted to connect that for you a little bit, Caleb, because I didn't really get it. It's harder to do that on the damn 100 and 280 characters or whatever it is on Twitter. So if but, if if yeah. I can if I can stick up for my brother Caleb here, yeah, sure. Go um, ahead. I don't do that often, so this is this is <laughs> yeah, an important this, moment. This is it's a, this is a rarity. <laughs> this, this is new. This is new. You guys are listening to an exclusive wrestling podcast. Um, so with the American Badass versus Phenom thing, the Phenom or the Dead Man, rather, you you're right when you say that you like quirky things. Original Dead Man was quirky until he became the Devil in '97, '98, and then that part was cool because he tapped into more realistic part and became a bigger part of the a bigger part of the gimmick, which was cool for the time and then right. the dead man after american badass was just another dude right i don't mean that from a disrespectful point of view the reason the american badass works for me and caleb is because he actually had a chance to be a person he actually had a yeah. chance to show emotion sure. to cut sure. promos it's the, to, it's, it's the closest we ever got to see to mark yes right 
and that's why I loved it. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry for this. This is in my opinion, this is the exact opposite because we've seen Matt since they were sneaking it since they were sneaking Jeff in underage to bump for Razor Ramon, right? So we know (laughs) everything about Matt Hardy. We know everything about him from, from you know the actual Matt Hardy. Whereas we knew everything about The Undertaker. We didn't know about <laughs> Dead Man Inc., the American badass, because that was such a small blip. And this broken or woken Matt Hardy is a small blip that we're getting a chance sure. to know. Right? So I think that's why this is... In- Things are always interesting when a person can reinvent themselves and sure. do it in a way that is unlike anybody expected. And me and Caleb had this conversation earlier because, you know, I'm a TNA hater. Uh, I Now I am because I hate the company. I think they're, they're an absolutely abysmal company. But I think it's interesting to see something that worked in TNA, even at their worst period, and to see a competent company like WWE try to give it a whirl. So I'm completely excited to see Matt. And it doesn't just feel like this is what it had to be. It feel like Matt had to go against Bray at some point. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe so. I agree. I just, I wanted to, you know, go ahead, Caleb. Yeah, you haven't talked yet. Go ahead. Rance, I'm going to tell you what. I have a bit of uh, cautious optimism and not full on excitement approaching this Woken Matt Hardy thing. And for me, that that exists because one of the major contributing factors to the magnificence of Broken one Jeremy Borash is still Impact Wrestling. He's not here to oversee the Woken Angle or help with the Woken Angle. But that's where my like cautious optimism comes in. I'm still hopeful, like beyond anything. Well, no diss to Jeremy Borash. No diss to him because dude's amazing at his job. But I trust the WWE guys a little better. And the one thing um, that WWE will be able to do better than Impact ever was able to do is they'll be able to produce it much much cleaner, much nicer. Um, so like when they have a great war or a fight or deletion or whatever they choose to do, uh, you can... T- the pro- the production value is going to be top-notch. Um, yeah. So I'm good with that. And, uh, you know, I, ha- I have I have faith in it. I, if nothing else, dog, Matt Hardy fought so damn hard for it. He's not going to just let it fall. And just Absolutely. Go away, right? He fought hard as hell to get it. So he's going to make sure that he is utilized correctly and properly. And you would well, hope it is, yeah. and you would think it is, because that's kind of why the Hardys got signed. 100%. Well, yeah, absolutely. Here's here's another thing to think about. There's no way in hell, okay, the WWE is going to, like, first of all, think about Matt and his perspective. He's fighting for this gimmick. Why? Because he wants to use it in WWE. Why? Because they believe in the gimmick. If, if WWE was like, hey, you know, we're not going to use this anyway. We don't really believe in it on our programming. I'm not saying Matt would have given it up, but I don't know that he would have fought as hard, you know, because he already knows it's a, it's a losing cause. Other than, like, in, in terms of, like, maybe selling some extra merchandise down sure. the road or whatever, sure. you know. 
But to me, this shows with Matt fighting for it and the WWE instantly going to it, basically the second we found out it, the, the case was dropped, that the company believes in it. And obviously we know, you know, the production, of course, like Granite's alluded to there. I mean, <laughs> you know the production's value is going to be fine. Uh, it's a matter of what they're going to let Matt do in terms of his creative freedom. And it, as far as I can tell, this is it's just as cheesy as it's ever been. So to me, this whole like, it's almost like a like a B-movie kind of thing. You know yes, what I mean? Like absolutely. this whole B-movie feel to it is exactly what they're going to let him do. I'm not saying that WWE couldn't fuck it up, but I don't think they will because I think they're going to let Matt kind of do what he wants within like certain boundaries, you know, with, with even with that gimmick in TNA, he wasn't really crossing any line necessarily. So I don't see a situation where WWE is going to neuter this, you know, because Matt kept it pretty, pretty straight laced for the most part. You know, unless you want to count the final deletion or whatever when, you know, he shot the fireworks and Matt was like, oh, shit. You know, like th- those kind of things. The like, dilapidated boat. Right. But I it's think the dilapidated of, boat. I still think some of those things will be left, you know, just maybe not the bleeping out of whatever. Yeah. You know, but I, I just don't see I, I don't have like I'm not really worried about it because I think that if it, if you watch that segment last night, you cannot tell me that wasn't as cheesy or cheesier than damn near anything that he did prior with that gimmick. It was just as oh, cheesy, just as ridiculous. Not, no, no, no. It's not just as ridiculous because the the stuff on Impact was like next-level cheesy ridiculousness. Well, this is just one promo, though. This no, is just no. like a little Carl, snippets of no. a promo. No, when you have a drone flying around and a drone pins... A grown man in a match? Well, no, dog. Yeah, hey, but listen, we haven't gotten to the matches yet. We're just, we're just <laughs> talking about the first promo. We by the way, necessarily no. Yeah. By the way, I think we we all need to admit that the beauty of the angle is that it's really a terrible angle. It's just it's hilarious because they do it so crazily. Oh, this is it's it's yes. it's the it's the toxic Avenger of wrestling for yeah. sure. What oh admit? yeah, sure yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing about that. Also, think about this. Like, okay, a lot. Uh, the thing I love so much is there's been universal support. Like, he came back, and you haven't really heard anybody bitching. I was worried, honestly, that because he's woken Matt and not broken Matt, that there was going to be some bitching about that. Honestly, because that's the kind of thing that fans wrestling about, yeah. fans love to bitch about, something yeah. like that. But I think maybe this is the one time. Well, like, actually, if I don't have sense. my BR instead of my W, I'm going right. to be so mad. Yeah. Well, this much. is to me. This is kind of very like they kind of understand it the way I understand it. You know, like, of course, he's woken because he went back to being regular Matt, you know, and now something happened. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he wakes up and now he realizes he's fucking crazy still. So it works out. You know, can we talk about one major point we haven't talked about before we move on? Sure. Yeah. How many people are the biggest hypocrites and liars in the world? Because none of us watch TNA, but everybody loves all of a sudden Delete and House Hardy. We all love them now, but none of us watch the shit. Uh, <laughs> I did, sir. Well, you don't count because you're Impact's number one fan. Like Don West Whoa. calls you every Friday. You don't count. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, would, like you wouldn't fit in this conversation. No. 
Like, don't get me wrong, because uh, I bought Bound for Glory the year that uh, Jeff and uh, this man, <laughs> Matt, uh, side-affected Jeff through a, a, a piano. It's just, like, just <laughs> dumb as stuff. But I bought that pay-per-view because I was so into the gimmick because it was interesting. But how many yeah. of us didn't watch it, but now, like, when it came out to WrestleMania? The whole crowd, delete, 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 70,000 people. Well, we're, here's we're the hypocrites, thing, man. Well, here's the thing. I, I will, I'll give a little bit of defense to the hypocrites on this. Because I will say, for me personally, I would never have stumbled across this had it not been for... Now, Caleb didn't, I, Caleb didn't introduce me to this necessarily, but someone on uh, a website or a forum did. And the thing is, like, I don't, I will not, I still to this day do not watch TNA. But when that was going on, I was introduced to it. And so I was like, I usually try and trust wrestling fans. I know it's crazy because I shit on them all the time, but I still try and trust them. Like if someone says, hey, check this out, I'm down. You know, I'll go look at it. And so I was like, when I first heard this, it wasn't just check it out. It was like, oh, my God, you've got to see this shit. This is ridiculous. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, I'm down. I'll check it out. And I've watched all of it. You know, from the TNA, I try, there's a, I can even, I've got a video playlist that someone put out the other day that I could go through and watch everything basically. And so I'll defend them in this. There's a good chance that a lot of people were more privy to this than you might think just because they might have knew, known someone who was like, you gotta check this out. This is so fucking ridiculous. Uh, but that would be the only reason. Yeah. I'm just saying it never, it never added to their business oh yeah well <laughs> so Caleb yeah you want to add anything to it you want to move on anybody need to add anything to this um no no let's leave it there pal let's talk about uh let's talk about another guy on raw let's talk about Jason Jordan man Kurt Angle comes out to start the show says he wants a uh, a new challenger for Roman Reigns. He's going to name that guy. And then Jason Jordan comes out acting like the most entitled millennial I've ever seen in my life, pal, saying, you got to give me that match, dad. You got to give me that match. And I love the emphasis on dad as well. Um, and then, you know, Roman comes out, blah, blah, blah. They talk. He says, you know, Come to me, don't come to your dad. Then Joe comes out and says, blah, blah, blah. I'll beat you both up, whatever. And then Jordan takes what's his and uh, sneaks up on Roman, suplexes him, gets a gets a match out of it. And the odd thing to me, from what I gathered, was like Jason Jordan is working the like the pre-match angles and segments, the non-wrestling part, as like a full-on like spoiled heel. And then you see like his match with Roman. He's working underdog babyface the whole time, and that's t- to me that's just insane. But um, Rance, uh, heap some praise upon this angle. I know you want to. Well, first and foremost, you already know where I stand on the the whole babyface heel aspect. I, I mean, I, I know they still exist, but I don't think they are adhered to as much as fans may want them to be. So you could easily be a heel by. Um, a heel by alignment, but work a ba- as a babyface in a match. For the, like, for example, Miz was the babyface against Baron Corbin in their match, but Miz is 
the number one, the probably the biggest, most prominent heel on the on the brand. So that stuff yeah. doesn't bother me as much because it's match specific. Roman's a bigger guy. Oh, no, Roman's I'm not the bothered. badass. I'm not, Jason is the new guy, yeah. so Jason should work from underneath. So I just wanted to yeah, point not, that out. I'm not bothered. I was just kind of surprised more than sure, anything. Sure, sure. Um, and I also, I also would argue, I don't think he's working as a chicken shit heel yet. I think it's he's still on that precipice of, is this guy just really, really naive, or is he using his dad? Uh, we know, because we're not dumb. We've watched wrestling forever. But, yes. So, uh, you know how most guys come on places and they say, I'm not going to say I told you so. See, I'm the opposite of that. Because I'm going to throw it in your face. Because I told all y'all, when this shit happened, give it time. There will be a great payoff. We are starting to see the road to that great payoff. So, of course... Uh, it was a bit lackluster, quote unquote, um, when Jordan came over because it didn't do anything with the gimmick with him being the son uh, immediately, right? They had to build to that. But uh, if you've paid attention to the subtleties, um, Kurt having issues with Stephanie, Kurt having uh, Shane come in and under siege him or whatever you want to call it, and that whole debacle, right? Kurt and Triple H having that little beef for a minute. Uh, through all of this, Kurt has always given Jason fire-ass matches to be a part of that he possibly didn't deserve. Gave him Intercontinental title matches against Miz. Um, after he lost all those matches, when Jeff Hardy got hurt, he paired him with one of the greatest tag wrestlers of all time, Matt Hardy. Like, he's been put in proper situations, but it never crossed our mind until he made him the fifth member of Team Raw, right? It never hit us. Kurt really caping for his son. It never crossed our mind because it wasn't anything of, you know, anything of any consequence. Um, we all know Jason didn't deserve to be in that 10 on that 5 on 5 match. Stephanie didn't know he deserved to be in that 5 Stephanie knew that. Hell, Curtin, we didn't deserve to begin it. Triple H comes out, takes the spot, starts the issue, right? Um, so, if you if you look at it from that moment on, Jason has been on point from a character's perspe- perspective because technically, Jason Jordan still hurt, right? To our mind, he still got his knee wrapped, so he continues yeah. to use the excuse, my knee. Right? He, oh, Braun ain't shit. I'm going to beat Braun. So somebody has to beat him eventually. Two minutes into the match, oh, my knee. Oh, I'll take on Kane. Somebody got to be Kane. A minute and a half to the match, oh, my knee. You know, it's, it's it's hilarious. But he keeps getting his dad to put him in prime situations. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and now he, he got his dad to put him against the top guy in the company. You know, I just, I, it's, the, you can see where it's going, and you know you you can you can kind of see because every time Kurt's like hell no you hurt hell no you sh- you don't deserve that Caleb said it perfectly but come on dad dad it's yeah. hilarious well that's I'm waiting on him to say daddy that that would pop me really hard <laughs> pop, pop. this is 
Listen, okay. I would imagine that all three of us here have been uh, have played sports in our lives, okay? Sure. And we've yes. gotten involved in recreational sports at a young age, uh, maybe even in junior high and high school. And everyone has probably dealt with, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this show have dealt with, the dad who coaches the team and his kid is on the team. Yes. Right? Yes. And the kid gets a preferential treatment. This is this is not new, and it's really popular if you live in a small town, okay? This is a, a legitimate thing. I've dealt with this all my life. Um, so this is the classic, you know, my dad coaches the team, so I get to be the starting shortstop or the starting pitcher, and mm-hmm. I back cleanup, you know? If you can't tell, I have some suppressed I about to say know, feelings. Did, yeah. Didn't the sons? Um, didn't the sons? Uh, the, listen, the coach's son kick you out of baseball? Listen, you stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, that's another story for another day. But the, the, I mean, the thing is, it's very much that, and it's also a mixture of what Caleb alluded to with the millennial thing. I feel like Vince is like, let's do a millennial angle, pal. It's perfect. We'll make that, mil- yeah, we're, we're, we'll make that millennial look like a piece of shit because I love yeah. the it's, president or something. Let's, you know, have him, let's have him eat avocado toast and play Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caleb, that's an outstanding idea, by the way. Uh, so I just I would love to see that, like a backstage segment where he's on his phone playing Candy Crush. You know. That's outstanding. Okay, anyways, offsides of that. First of all, the thing I love, the thing I love is Rance. I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Uh, you said that it took them a while to kind of make this. Uh, how did you put it? It didn't immediately start to take effect. No, I, I think it was just a really slow burn because all, okay, yeah, all of the facets had to be had aligned correctly. Right. Let, let me just say this, and I, I I get where you're coming from. I have kind of enjoyed this from the start because it felt like. It felt ridiculous from the beginning. Jason and Kirk had the interview in the back with Renee Young, and it was so, I can't believe Kurt's my dad in the Olympics. <laughs> like, those kind of things. Like, it felt from Jump Street. From Jump Street, if you are, a, to me, I'm not saying you're not a wrestling fan if you didn't see it, but if you're like kind of one of those hardcores, like the second this, this started, the second you found out it was Jason Jordan, from the moment they embraced each other in the middle of the ring with a hug, you knew, you know, it kind of felt like, yeah, this is not going to turn out to be a baby face run for Jason Jordan. Cause it was so cheesy from jump street. Oh, and the cheesiest shit turns out that way. Yes. You know? So I, I've always been intrigued by it and it's not because of Jason. It's not because of Kurt. It's just because of the angle and how ridiculous the they've angle? written it. They could have, no, they could have put anybody. Yeah, okay, nice. They could have put, <laughs> they could have put, just almost anybody. The, the great thing about it is, is that Jason plays it so well, and he's not getting a lot of credit because he plays this to be the most pussified, ridiculous, spoiled yeah. son. Even though his father's never been there, like, yeah. like it's almost like Dad, you weren't here my whole life. You owe me. The entitlement thing. I'm waiting for know? him to say that. That's gonna. That's that's the next step. That's the yeah. next step. Well, so, come on, Jason. You don't deserve a, a world title shot. Well, look, Dad. If you'd have been there my whole life, maybe I wouldn't need to ask you for a title. You know, it's coming. Sure. That's the next step. Absolutely. And like you said, the the payoff. We don't know what it is yet, 
But the payoff is building and building and building. And this is one of the more interesting angles that's going on on WWE right now that's not necessarily getting the love that I think it should. You know, everybody's focused on other stuff, it kind of seems like, you know. But I feel like this, like, as it's been developing, might be the most interesting. And definitely, we're always going on about long-term storytelling. This feels like one of the angles, the only angle, really, well, no, the and, long-term and, game is there, and you know? The Brian, and the Brian Zane Owens angle is long-term, too. But, yes, that's why that's why people aren't behind this angle 100% is because it you have to pay attention to it longer than three weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. I'm with you. It's the truth. You have to pay attention to this longer than three weeks because the storyline progression doesn't make a huge, tremendous change in, in a week, every week-to-week basis. So, oh, I'm right. bored by it. But there's been steady progression. One thing I want to put out to y'all, and Caleb, I want to hear what you got to say about this, is, um, you know, I always look for the subtleties. If y'all pay attention to it, first and foremost, the reason that I thought Jordan was better than Gable was for the situation, not only because if you look at them, like, they kind of look alike. Um, they're built alike, and they kind of look alike. But Kurt was always, especially when he first debuted, was kind of that naive... Um, kid in a grown man's body type dude that Jordan has always seemed to be as well, right? Uh, but if you look at it, remember when Kurt Kurt debuted as a heel who thought he was a face, right? A baby face. Yes, yeah. That's the same thing Jordan's doing. Jordan doesn't realize he's a bad guy. Yes, or, right? yes. Oh, shit, yes, absolutely. Right? Jordan really thinks I'm out here killing it. And I don't think like that's what that's why I was early when I was talking to you, Caleb. Um, I don't think he's realized he can use his dad yet. I don't think he's realized that he has that power over his dad yet. I don't think he's realized it, which is why I don't think he's full on chicken shit yet. You know what I mean? Well, it's like it's like any other like dad who hasn't been there and all of a sudden wants to get involved in their kid's life, you know? gotta make up for time lost so if jason is just seeing it as oh my dad cares about me when really he could get away with anything anything basically get away with murder at this point because and that's coming Kurt up it's so desperate yes yeah. and that's coming that's coming i'm I telling you yes when we see royal rumble jason jordan versus brock lesnar don't say shit you heard it here <laughs> no first. no when we, we listen no no when oh, we see god jordan, Weasel his way into the 30th spot at the Royal Rumble no. or something like oh, that. Oh, I like that. I like that. No, 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 no. When we see Brock Lesnar defending his uh, Universal Championship against the newly minted, legally adopted Jason Angle, that's when we know things. Do you think they're going to pull that? Do you think they're going to change the name, though? Do you think they're going to change I need, I, I need that. I need that in my <laughs> life, sir. Uh, I could get with it. I'm here for that. If that's. Yeah. Either way, something has. To, there's got to be something ridiculous that it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like he's getting everything handed to him, to where because you know how like it's kind of like it's almost like a connection with how uh, wrestling fans get mad when like they pick a guy and they're like, okay, it's handed to him. Like Roman Reigns is a great example. Yes, someone where it's like they gave him everything, you know, just because he had a look or he was this or he was that. It's almost like that. Like they've found a guy and they're hand, they're using a story where everything's being handed to him because someone in a position of power says so. Kind of like Vince 
handing it to Roman because sure. he says so. You know, I, I see his look. So there's almost like a play on that in a way. I'm not saying that's an intentional thing, but no, I, yeah. I, I can see there's a connection there. You know what I mean? It's kind of a fiction, fantasy meets reality kind of deal. Well, you know the, I mean? an authority figure has always, from the beginning of time, picked a person to be behind. I mean, just as recently, Triple H did it with Rollins and then Orton before him, you know, or Vince did it with McIntyre yeah. famously. It's always, there's always been the authority figure that picks the one guy who's his guy to, you know, even, you can even go further back when Angle was picking, um, what was the guy, Luther Reigns, was that his name? With the horseshoe? Yes. You know, like, oh, it, it's yes. always been somebody they had, if not, it's not their muscle, as their chosen guy to reach the whatever, you know what I'm saying? So with, I just think the dynamic is so different because it's an illegitimate sun angle and it's done correctly for once because one, it's not a little person. No offense to Hornswoggle. And two, they actually, no, two, not only do they actually look alike, but they got the same pedigree. You know what I mean? They got the same build and they, they got the same demeanor. Like, like, even if they didn't look alike, their demeanors are exactly the same. Go look at Curtin 99 and look at Jason Jordan now. The demeanors are exactly the same. It's it like, it's enough to make you think, did he really sleep with somebody back then? It's enough to make you question it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there, there are some similarities there in appearance for sure, but um, you guys, uh, you guys want to move on? You want to talk about the next topic, eh? Huh? Huh? Well, let's do it. All right, sweet. So, Impact has... <laughs> Stop booing. It's disrespectful, damn it. Um, <laughs> they can't Norton... wrestle. Clap, 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 clap. Yep, yeah, whatever, whatever. Okay, Baby no. on time. Um... <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Ed Nordum of Anthem has named two executive vice presidents. One is Scott Demore, who has already been, you know, with the company basically since Anthem took over, and now he's got the title and the power to match. So that's cool. However, the other one, the more interesting one, is Don Callis, aka Cyrus. He is a Cyrus color commentary. The virus. For... Cyrus the virus. He's color commentary for New Japan's America team, and um, from the way the reports, you know put it out there it makes it look like impact is trying to make a play to form a relationship with new japan pro wrestling which honestly i'm all for uh, but before we before we dive into that um there are rumors of contracts coming up at the beginning of the year and two top stars potentially leaving those two top stars being bobby lashley and, and ec3 Guys, do you guys have any thoughts on this? You need to add Laurel Van Ness because she already asked for a release. Really? Not only did she ask for a release, here's the cold part about it. She Dude, asked for her release the, the night. She she asked for a release the night she won the title. <laughs> That's the she best asked, part. Yeah, well, she, she she asked for it before they gave her it though. But she asked for it, and in that night they gave her the belt. So right? they're trying to parlay it into. They're trying to make her stay yeah. with the belt. Again. Maybe so. Yeah. Please stay. Yeah, and hopefully Chelsea that's not going to work. We'll say, yeah. we'll say, you know what? These title belts are just props. 
They are, yeah. <laughs> That's why I've been while left, yeah. They, they tried their damnedest <laughs> to keep him. It was too late for Ben Wild. That was like 18 years, though, bro, or however long it was. It was way too long. It, it um, was quite a while, yeah. So here, so so let's let's take this one step at a time, if I may. Yeah. The one match that I want to see, that I really want to see uh, Brock in, uh, is against Bobby Lashley, right? Not saying that I don't, I won't watch any Brock matches, but that's the one. Because that's his that like literally, if you took Brock Lesnar, dipped him in chocolate, it's that's Bobby Lashley. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. They're the same person. You right? They're the same dude. Just one has melanin, one doesn't. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 interested in that. And even even uh Bobby Lashley has said himself, he, that's that's the one match he wants. In fact, if I can put my fantasy booking hat on here for a minute, the way I'd book it. I'd book the first match as an actual MMA fight. Oh, hey. Can they bring back the Lions Den? Why not? Right? Yes. Why not? That's wow. Bu- I'm, no, I'm serious. I would book the first match as a real legitimate fight. You know? Uh, so, but that, but that's 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 fancy booking. Secondly, uh, Laura Van Ness needs to come back to WWE because... I'm pretty sure she's earned the right to be appreciated like now, unlike she was before. Yes. Um, yes. And what I don't. She... I mean, but but she slept with Daniel Bryan. She slept with a married man. How can you keep her around? <laughs> Daniel Bryan might not be hired much longer if you watch SmackDown. So <laughs> doesn't really matter. Uh, that Laura Van Ness gimmick is the it's the most. Speak of the Matt Hardy gimmick. That is the most ridiculous gimmick ever. Sure. into it so much but yeah not only is she great at the gimmick but she's really good in ring she'd be a good uh addition to the roster ethan carter the third me and caleb had some fun with this earlier so are we gonna call him uh what did i call him earlier alexander Hemsley the third and but, yes uh, you no, did I, li- I like this one better <laughs> i like this one so much better i got it V M three. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. As well you should. I love it. And then you can even go back you can even go back and say, remember when we had illegitimate sun angle? But we said it was Hornswoggle? We messed up. It was really him. <laughs> That's why you fired him. <laughs> That's why he got fired because Vince found out he was his illegitimate son. I love son. it. I love here's it. The, so here's much. Here, here's here's kind of the cool thing about all this, right? You're talking about Bobby Lashley. You're talking about EC3. You're talking about you know Chelsea Green, Laurel Vaness, whatever you want to call her. They've all had parts within WWE before. Sure. Right. Which is funny, but yeah. Right. Exactly. So, and here's that's the great thing. Like these guys are the, you know, not everyone is able to do this. When they leave the WWE, they go out and they make, they get a following. Maybe it didn't work out in WWE. Bobby Lashley would be the best example of someone who could have, right? Maybe, you know, Bobby didn't Lashley, work out for whatever reason. Bobby Lashley quit because he got, he got tired of, of Michael Hayes calling him a nigger. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I can understand that. So, but you think about those things, like they went out and said, you know what? I got this. I don't need WWE, right? Not necessarily. Some of them maybe got released on their own or whatever. But the idea is 
if these guys leave Impact, that's that's that sucks for Impact, first of all, because those are some of the bigger names. But at the same time, I would argue that, well, maybe if they didn't sit around and give Alberto El Patron, <laughs> who doesn't deserve, deserve a goddamn thing, more, all more these... Patron eight. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Maybe these guys would even consider being out of out the door necessarily, uh, especially, especially now Lashley has had some time as a top guy in impact, but EC3, he's been kind of been their top. Yeah. Lashley's been their top guy for like three years. Dude. Right. Yeah. But absolutely. so like EC3 though, he's the face of the company. Like think about EC3 though, right? He's kind of been overlooked a little bit, you know, well, you're late to the top no. guy. Here lately, yeah. EC3 was undefeated for two years, and then he was a three-time world champ. He's not. Uh, he's no, not yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's why I said here lately, not like oh, it's an everyday thing. No, no, I mean I get that, but what I'm what I'm saying is like you're a mainstay, and yet you still got to take a back seat to old dipshit who can't keep his nose out of the powder. You know what <laughs> With right? the worst Mexican restaurant in the like, state of Texas. Yeah, and that to me is a problem. So I could see why someone like EC3 is out. Bobby Lashley may just be ready to move on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Green, Laurel Van Ness, she has built herself up to a point where she's valuable, as Caleb likes to say, know your worth, right? Mm-hmm. She's built herself up to a point where she should be getting a look from WWE, in my opinion. And other companies, I mean, you know, the thing is, WWE never did her wrong. They just didn't sign no, her. No, they didn't. They didn't sign no. her in the time she wanted to be signed. They never. They, they never went did out her wrong. and she did it. Her, yeah. No, yeah. of course not. I'm not saying they did. She went out. They said, okay, maybe not right now, right? And then she yeah. went out and she Give did her time. own thing. Sure. Yeah, and she's ready, in my opinion. She Hell can yeah. come in and be more interesting than quite a few of the women already on that roster. 90% of you them. You know what I mean? Yeah, because she's got a, a, a tailor-made, ready-to-go gimmick. And even if she didn't come in and be Laurel Van Ness instantly, she would. she's good in ring. You know, she, she could, yeah, but she's good as Chelsea Green, too. Yeah. You know, so there's... And not to mention, she's got the Zack Ryder connection, right? That helps. Which is why, so, that's the real reason why I think she's coming over. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I felt about Candice LeRae, but she hasn't quite made that move either yet. But, you know, can't, those connections are there. Can't, but, she, but, she, but she works for the company still. She's just not signed. And Candice right. LeRae is like, Candice LeRae is the Joy Ryan of the, indie, of the independent circuit. Like, she's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But those, the, the, the t- those times are coming, and I can see why those three especially are like, hey, Maybe it's time to go, and who knows? You know, it's hard to say with the way impact is and how. Uh, what's the best word? They're so like in, not inconsistent, but it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like it's almost like you don't you don't know what's going to happen every day when you come into work. It's like a failing business, but then sometimes it's not a failing. But you know what I mean? Like they don't know what's going to happen on a day to day basis, and the stability is not there. So it's kind of like, well, I'm valuable. Why should I stay in this unstable place? Why should should not go somewhere else? You you, you know what's funny. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can name anybody on that roster besides. So you got the three people. So just from a mass, from a male standpoint, we got we named Lash and EC3, right? Mm-hmm. You got Patron and Eli Drake. Oh yeah, Chris uh, Adonis. Morrison. Chris Adonis. John Moore. Johnny. Johnny Impact. Johnny Impact, the dumbest name in history. Eddie Edwards is still there. Who am I missing? Is that it? Is that the whole roster? Moose. Moose is still there. Moose, and yeah, Moose. Mo- yeah. There is not a human being on this earth. There is not a human being 
that is a wrestler that is on God's green earth right now that needs the performance center more than Moose. Moose needs a year in the performance center because he has everything a person needs. He just needs fine tuning. I'm telling you, a year in the performance center, he'll be a he'll be a world champ. Not only world champ, but he'll be a top guy. And Moose well, is over. Well, that's on. That's up to if WWE were to sign him. They won't. And you they know, with the but, domestic, yeah. with the with the domestic abuse thing, it's not likely. Yeah. And then the yeah, thing is, true. and the thing is, like his story isn't just one of those. I hit my wife, boom. Like he beat the dog shit out of. Damn. Like it. Like yeah. it's okay. Let me put it put his perspective for you. And I love Moose. I'm not trying to diss dude at all. No diss, no diss to him. Everybody has, everybody's different. But his his domestic violence situation was so bad he got kicked out of the NFL. Yeah. That's how bad it was. That football said, fuck it, you can't play here no more. So. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I can't see WWE taking on that necessarily. Not in this climate, no. Not in this climate. But, so, if we want to move on from that to the executives, um, yeah. I'm really tired of hearing TNA hire new executives because it's Dutch, it's Bruce, it's, um, didn't, uh, Cornette come for, like, five weeks until he couldn't go out of the country, and then Cornette now, was there, yeah. The, uh, Jeff Jarrett yeah. was in and out for a hot, for a cup of coffee, or, a Pritchard, or, or a cup of alcohol, rather, you, since he's, you know. Um, oh wow! <laughs> and now it's uh, Diamore, who actually should have been there the entire time. Well, has been there the whole time. Yeah, in Canada, yeah. He, Demore should be there. Paul Heyman, he should have never left. Right? Well, th- this is this is the point where you guys start saying things, and I'm like, oh, I don't know who the fuck y'all are talking about. Who's this? So, I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy a tasty beverage. Y'all go ahead. Yes. Well, we mentioned Don Callis as well. So I think it's interesting, personally. Uh, Ring of Honor, we already talked about this. TNA and Ring of Honor should have merged five years ago. But uh, Ring of Honor, now with Sinclair and having all the access to the different TV stations and whatnot and the, the markets, and they have a working relationship with New Japan, I think it'd be interesting if Don Callis alone it is the catalyst to getting some New Japan help because you know New Japan already has a bad taste in their mouth with how they treated Okada remember when they let Okada come over on his excursion yeah and then they made him Kato he was the green yeah 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 um so I don't know but that would be an interesting um honestly what I think is going to happen is that New Japan's going to tell him hey you can go we appreciate your work, but you can go ahead and go. We still got Barnett. Right? I'm... Yeah. Or Maybe so, yeah. Because who does? Who... Caleb. Caleb. Yes. Stop yes. letting Rant say things and leave these awkward silences. I'm not going to say things. We're talking about impact executives, god damn it. Come on, Matt. <laughs> this is your Be real house. Yes. Yeah, I'm give... the floor is yours, I promise. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tazawa. Rance, go ahead, pal. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, who is 
the New Japan uh, American team. The uh, American team? Oh, the one they have is Don Callis and Kevin Kelly. Okay, so Bar- but Barnett does for access, right? Barnett and JR do access, yeah. So just give Barnett the job. Hmm. Right? And because okay. Cal's got to be gone, right? If, yeah, if possible, yeah. So let me ask you this, because I want to, I really want to get you talking. Yes. What, what, if anything, can Don Callis and Scott D'Amore do for Impact to help them, especially in light, expecting that Lashley and Green and EC3 leave? What can those two well, guys do to help? Hopefully, uh, one coach Scott Demore, if you remember Team Canada, yes, and um, and Don Callis can do is they can manage to kind of rein in Ed Nordum and kind of take over. Like, hey, this is you know th- these are the engagements we're gonna take. This sort of thing. So basically, like that's best case scenario. That's and they're EVPs, the, right? The, the yeah, they're EVPs and they do report to him, but you know it could maybe turn it into like and. Carl could appreciate this, like a Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones thing, where okay. Jimmy Johnson does most of the work, but, you know, Jerry Jones has, you know, his name attached to it or whatever. Final the deep yeah. pockets. The deep pockets. Jerry has the pockets. Yes. Money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's the money man. And then, Ed, or pardon me, Don Callis and Demore could be the, uh, the brains of the operation, if you will. But is Don Callis really a good... I mean, I, I, he's he's an amazing uh, see. I don't manager. I don't know. Yeah, that's see, the thing. Nothing about him never made me but, think executive. But nothing about Ed Nordum. Nothing that I have seen or read about how Ed Nordum has ran this company tells me that he's a good guy to you know you know yeah run but, these things. But it's the difference between being a owner or a boss in a regular business and being the guy over a wrestling company. That is such a unique business to run, and Dixie will tell you that, right? Um, yeah. But of all the people sitting out here, like Scott Demore is Demore. How do you say his name? Perfect. Demore. Demore. He's perfect for that. Uh, this is what he's done for 20 years. But yep. I, it's just weird to me that they pick. Hell, if, if you're gonna get somebody from the Killing the Town podcast, go get uh, Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Right. If you're going to get one of the two guys, get him. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. And they've got and they've got Conan on the payroll is the thing. Conan so I don't get why they don't, you know. Conan's been fired from every company he's ever worked for. You really want that dude to be in control of something? <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, Let's man. move on, man, so Carl can talk again. Yeah. Let's move on. Um... Quick, wait, 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 First of all, there was some Conan slander. Just oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> and, uh, I love Conan, and, but uh, it's the truth. Yeah, no, no, there was some Conan slander, and I'm not going to have it. Uh, the Latino community means a lot to me. <laughs> Latino community? <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me tell you. There's guys like Conan. There's guys like Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio Jr., those kind of guys. Let me ask you a question, Caleb. If, yeah? If TNA tomorrow was like, you know what, Conan? You're out of here. 
What do you, what do you think Conan might say to that? Well, he wouldn't say that to that. I mean, the, the, the statement you want me to say is one of excitement. So if they said like, hey, Conan, do you want to, you know, you know, you want to run the ship, brother, brother? <laughs> um, he would say, uh, Viva la Razda! <laughs> Oh, there it is. There it is. I'm telling that's you. The, uh, that's the December throat sickness edition of my Eddie Guerrero tribute. Uh, fair enough. It, you know, what can you do when, when it's that kind of time of year and the weather is like 70 degrees one day? It's so fucking up and degrees. down. Yeah. Dude, yeah. You know, Welcome to the South. Where are those uh, anti global warming motherfuckers at so we can have a conversation about why it's December? And it's 70 one day, and it's 40 the next. By the way, Damn it. the tweet that Carl oh. tweeted out, this is completely irrelevant to everything, but I want some podcast. Carl tweeted out a tweets tweet. are always relevant. It, he tweeted out a tweet today that they had the very very first Flat Earth conference, and people flew all, <laughs> over, the, people flew all over the globe to get to the Flat Earth conference. <laughs> just saying, just saying, just saying. It's a it's a nice oh, spin on a good joke, pal. Oh man, I appreciate it. Yeah. Ooh, all right. What's next? But but we all know the Earth is really flat. But let's just move on. I'm. Um, no, I don't want to run to the ice wall <laughs> and get shot and get yeah. shot by the one world nation. I don't want it to happen. Yeah. You never know what's gonna happen, man. You gotta avoid that ice wall at all costs. Um. <laughs> There's a couple matches on uh, Clash of Champions I, I want to quickly go over. Um, one you've got, and really this is the first one that comes to mind. I can't really think of anything else. It's like, oh my god! But um, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But wait, there's more. As one Billy uh, Sim, Billy Mays, <laughs> as one Billy Mays would say, um. Shane McMahon is the special ref, and if Team Kevin and Sammy lose, they are fired, not just from SmackDown, but from WWE. So this angle is taking on a whole nother step, and I'm here for it. I'm always here for it. Yeah. Um, I definitely will, will go to rants here last to see what he has to say. Because uh, I know it'll be interesting, as always. <laughs> yes. Um, so here's the thing. We know that, you know, as wrestling fans, we know Kevin and Sammy aren't going anywhere. However, in the world of wrestling, they might go somewhere. So I feel like there's a small chance they might get fired, as it were. But I also have a feeling, and it's just a feeling, that we might see Daniel Bryan. And what I think we're going to see is a Shane McMahon ref bump, right? Where he's knocked out of this match. Yes. And Daniel, and Daniel Bryan slides ever so gracefully into the ring <laughs> to make sure that Kevin and Sammy win this match somehow, but still makes it to where it seems like he's just doing what he should do because his partner, Shane McMahon, his coworker, was incapacitated. If they want to do this in a building it up step-by-step kind of way, this kind of feels where it might go. I could be completely wrong. I'm not trying to make predictions, but it's a prediction. So, Is it me? Hello. Is yeah, it me? yeah, it's you. It's yeah. you, pal. So if y'all watch SmackDown, 
this, this week. The the look that Daniel Bryan gave <coughs> gave Shane McMahon when Shane said that if they lost, they'd fight, be fired. He was the guest referee. It's like someone just told Shane of uh, uh Daniel Bryan, "Your mama's so fat." Such so like Daniel Bryan was about to slap fire out this motherfucker. Like the look he gave, he was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like, yo, Daniel Bryan is on some other shit right now. Because he is so sick of Shane shit. And no doubt. I'm a it Shane fan. I'm a Shane fan. <laughs> but I have to give have get, give Caleb all the credit in the world. Shane right now is acting like a trust fund having ass bitch right now. He really is. Trust fund <laughs> having ass bitch. He really <laughs> is. Like, bro, let it go, dog. It's It's over. <laughs> you got some killing me right now. I'm it's over, man. Like, you trust fun, have an ass, face ass, whatever ass, bitch. I'm telling you, man. The next war games is gonna be Shane versus Kevin and Sammy for like uh, two and a half hours, and Shane's gonna <laughs> jump off the top of the arena or something. It's like, bro, just let it go, man. Like, just let it go. If you really can't, like, if you really got that much beef with him, bro, then you you clearly make yourself a wrestler whenever you want. Fight him. Do you know? Whoa. Do you know why he has a problem letting it go? Because he's a McMahon. Why. He's a McMahon. No, 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 no. Because he has three boys, and none of them have sat down and watched Frozen. That's the problem. <laughs> they don't Fuck understand off, Carl. to let it go. That's the problem. Boo. That's the Caleb level joke, bro. That's the Caleb, Fuck Caleb level joke. Fuck y'all. It's, that Don't joke insult is... me like that, pal. <laughs> Whoa. That joke is going to be over when people start downloading this Over. No. <laughs> by the way, um, y'all watch SmackDown, right? Yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. That That's means no. Yeah. Y'all don't know what that means. Like, we all knew Shinsuke was going to be Orton's partner. Yeah. But when, when I heard the music, you know you expect to be excited. I was like, oh, shit, it's Shinsuke. Oh, it's that guy again. <laughs> I love him, but I'm so tired of him right now. I really am. I'm... You're gonna be You're going to be really tired of him when he wins the Royal Rumble, pal. No, actually, I'm excited for that because I, because I know what that's going to lead to. And something I want to see. I think yeah. the, the problem I have with him is Shinsuke doesn't doesn't lend himself to be the type of character that can move around. Randy Orton is the greatest character in the history of the WWE in aimless situations. In aimless situations. <laughs> right? Randy can just drift and drift and drift and drift and drift. No 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 Elias Sampson. And he's perfect at it. Right? One week he's yeah, well, doing this. Yeah. One week he's doing like he's the greatest hit in the history of doing that. Shinsuke is the exact opposite. Shinsuke is almost underutilized if he's not doing something of importance or of value. Because yeah. one, you can look at his face and tell he don't really give two shits about it if it don't matter. You can look at him and tell. And two, the type of character he is just doesn't lend itself to work in that capacity. So the shit he's doing now is just to get over. Just to get through. But when Royal Rumble come and he wins and he leads up to that AJ match... We know that that's something of importance, and it'll be a plus Shinsuke. So I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry, Rance. I didn't mean to get y'all derailed. 
<laughs> it's it, well, it's cool. It's here's cool. here's here's the thing about about the Royal Rumble. You know, the best way to make sure that Shinsuke is completely one hundred percent over is if he throws out Jinder Mahal for the final elimination, right? Or, or should Jinder Mahal throw Shinsuke out? Well, I would pop. I ain't gonna lie. Boo! Okay, let me ask you a question, Caleb. If Jinder Mahal threw Roman Reigns out of the of the Royal Rumble, would y'all be a Jinder Mahal fan? No. No, I. What if? No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. False. Because if it was Gender and Roman, and your choices were down to that, you would want Gender to win because you hate two-time Royal Rumble champions. But no, but Caleb. But hold on, let me stick Gender up. is the exception. Hold on, let me <laughs> let me stick up for let me stick up for my client Caleb Baldwin. No, Caleb actually does not dislike Roman Reigns. He's just indifferent about Roman Reigns. Yeah, I know. Yes, I, know I am that. Roman neutral. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's Roman neutral. My, my biggest problem with those other repeat winners, now that we're talking about it, is that, you know, their wins were so fucking far spread apart. Right, right, right. right. Cena's was that, five that, years that, apart. Listen, let's wait till we get to... Ah! I know, I know. I promise you, we're, there's going to be some part-timers who haven't won in a while in that Royal Rumble. Cardinal's going to win the Royal Rumble this year. So, so let's just let's just we'll, we'll hold that, Caleb. I want you to keep all that pent up aggression and save yeah. it for January. I promise we're gonna get there. Hell yeah! Is it Philly too? Tommy Dreamer yep. is coming back to win the Rumble. Oh my God! The ghost of Chris Benoit is gonna win the Royal Rumble, <laughs> and the company will officially cease to cease to exist. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, it went off the rails. We really did. Yeah, we did. We, we really did. did. Yeah. Eh, oh I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but look, I'm a, I'm as big a proponent, proponent as anybody about all the pay-per-views that they have. I don't get two shits about Clash. I really don't. No, I don't either. I really don't. Look, give me the it Usos feels, match. It feels very run-of-the-mill, right? Give, give me the yep. Usos match, and I'm good. I'm done. I don't really care about anything else. That's all I want to see. Well, hmm. it, it, because it feels like we're in December, right? So we all yep. know WWE kind of takes December off. They take their yeah, they take their uh, Randy Orton approach to that one, yeah. Yeah. So, and but we know as soon as Clash is over, is there a, a Raw pay per view? No. Nope. The Rumble. Okay. So, so we know that once Clash is over, we're on. We're officially, in my opinion, on the road to WrestleMania. Oh. Right? So we'll start building towards the Rumble. By the way. And this go and this is a this is I this is a criticism of one Triple H, Paul Levesque. Since he's the main guy scheduling reviews. The problem I have with Clash of the Champions is that SmackDown doesn't have any heat right now in terms of new feuds. It's all the same feuds. Right? Yep. If this had been a rough pay per view, I'd be excited because you got prospectively Roman and Joe. Throw Jordan in some kind of way. You got Paige and Oscar, or Paige and uh, Sasha, or whatever, some something of that, right? Right. You got uh, whatever the Cruiserweight titles, got Cruiserweight titles match is going to be after Gulak and Rich Swan have their match. You know, you got better the, be Gulak. The, well, it's probably going to be Gulak because watch if you watch after after the after Raw when Gulak uh, Enzo's gone. And Gulak grabbed the mic. Like, I can tell they're doing something with that. Um, uh, you have the bar versus 
Shield six uh, six point point six seven, that final the final blow off match, right? Like you actually have a card where people care. If it was raw, a raw pay per view. Well, that's why they got the Christmas episode. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're damn right, dude. There's not a lot of heat behind the feuds. I mean, you've got the Zane and Owens and and fucking Shane and and all the other guys attached to it. That has heat. But this is this is how little the heat is. Really? This is how little the heat is. Dolph Ziggler just walked into the damn triple the, the U.S. title match. He ain't wrestled yep. on TV in like three weeks. The new day and Aiden just got put in the fucking tag match yes. too. And then the new day's in it, and they just lost the final. Com- the final encounter two months ago. Yeah. There's yeah. No they had, they just said, I'll be, honest with you guys, I'll be honest with you. Cla- I don't know when clash of the champions is two weeks from now. Two weeks. Okay. okay. Like, you could have said it was tomorrow. And I've been like, really? Like, I had no <laughs> clue. I don't because the SmackDown right now. And you know what, who I blame for this? I really do. I think this is all because of AJ Styles. It's all I his agree. fault. Because let me tell you what. I agree. Let me, t- let me tell you what. When Jinder Mahal was champion, damn it, all we did was talk about WWE champion Jinder Mahal. And Caleb, I'm completely trolling you right now. I just want you to Yeah, I, I kind of figured that, but, pal. But, but no, but like, let's th- think about it seriously. See, and I'm not trying to be funny because I'm, I'm happy AJ's champ. But AJ winning that championship before that match with Brock... While they gave us a good AJ Brock match through the entire dynamic of the show off. Hmm. Right? Yeah, maybe you, so, dude. Can you elaborate a little bit? The build. When you Seriously. have a when you have a when you have a pay per view when you have a build to a pay per view. When you have a build right. to a cha- world championship match, right? And then the champion loses right before his big pay per view match, it throws the entire dynamic off of, of the card off. And the gender AJ match was one of the two main pillars of the show. Gender AJ and Zayn Owens, Shane are the two pillars of SmackDown right now, right? Right. So now the dynamic between AJ and Gender is nobody cares about that feud at all because AJ got the belt now. Well, yeah, and they're in the blow off too. So I mean, eh. Yeah, nobody. The only reason people cared about that feud to begin with is because everybody knew Edge was gonna beat Gender. Everybody knew that. So it was, right. how was he gonna beat him? When is he gonna beat him? What's gonna happen? It How's he gonna like, do it? Yeah. But he already it feels won. Like they should have saved the victory for Clash, so that more people would give a shit about Clash as opposed to absolutely giving a shit about the the SmackDown and you know. In well, no disrespect to England. Yeah, and I, I under- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I understand I understand that gender couldn't get the match that AJ give Brock the match that AJ gave him. Like, I understand. Yeah, that that, that, that was I, the that feels yeah. like the, the, the reason. Yeah. And, 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 there are yes, there and, are some outside factors sure. involved. There, yeah, there are, but here's the thing, Caleb, real quick, and I'm sorry to jump on you jump on your toes, no. step on your toes right now. That's fine. Here here's the thing, like, okay, so the idea was okay, well, we want the biggest card possible for Survivor series, right? Yeah. So so let's give AJ the title so that he's wrestling Brock instead of Ginger. I get that. The problem is Survivor Series. I hate to say this, it's going to sell itself because it's Survivor Series. A lot People of people are going to watch sure. that because it's a big four. So if you keep the title on Ginger and say, okay, we'll have that match where they placed AJ and Brock in the same spot, it's not going to change much in my opinion. 
But if you say, okay, well, now move on to Clash, which is a pay-per-view, which is going to be a harder sell because, well, it's Clash. It's not Survivor Series. It's not the Rumble. It's not whatever. This is the moment where we feel like, oh, AJ faces gender, but gender's champ. AJ might win the belt. Then maybe you get more eyes on gender as opposed to, well, now nobody gives a fuck. You know, we were all going to watch Survivor Series regardless, but now we may not all watch Clash. I know I might not pay much attention to it, honestly. And so that's that's kind of where I see your point, Rance, and I, I don't know how Caleb feels about that, but I kind of feel like I know we all wanted, not me, but we a lot of us wanted the belt off gender immediately. It was such a stain or whatever, but the, the, the way it went down kind of feels eh, not quite as exciting now. We're not even really talking about it that much at this point, but AJ's champ, and it's so amazing, you know what I mean? So to add to that, to add to that, when you build a card, you normally build a card from the top down, right? So the card was – once AJ won that belt right before Survivor Series after Jinder and Brock had been, had been advertised for three weeks, you threw the entire top of the card off, off kilter for the – I'm talking about the SmackDown card, not Survivor Series, but Clash. Threw it completely okay. off kilter. So now right. the entire Clash card is completely off kilter because what's supposed to be the draw, the top match, isn't interesting anymore because you gave away the result when he beat him. I I, I want to say I I really think that uh, that tag match with Owens and Zayn is probably going to close the show. I don't think so. Well, no, no, no. No, actually, no wait, no. With the stipulation, you might be right. With the I'll be honest. You might be right. I don't think so. I, I still don't think so. I'm not saying it won't. Obviously, it could go either way. But I still think it depends on what their thoughts are. Okay, you just gave the title belt back to AJ Styles, right? Are you? And he didn't main event Survivor Series. Let's keep that in mind. That was the fi- the fatal the yeah the uh, five the, on five yeah the five on five. So. Are you really going to say, okay, AJ just won the title back. He's not main eventing Survivor Series, and he's not going to main event Clash of Champions. He's our top champion. The show is called Clash of Champions, and we're not going to make AJ finish the show? Like, if, if that doesn't happen, I worry about the belief no. in AJ as champ. No. I really do, because no. of the name of the show, you know? No, because because the only reason that the, the tag match would end is if Daniel Bryan interferes and does something. And the fans yeah. lose their shit to see Daniel Bryan do something. Even if it's as simple as uh, counting the pin for and something. Anything Bryan does, the fans are going to be down for that shit. So, right. I, well, I understand well, in what that you're case, then, then, then you've got to work towards, in, in my opinion, if that's something that Daniel Bryan is going to do, and we think, oh... Is there even the inkling of doubt that Daniel Bryan may return to wrestling action? Then they better be working towards a Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, some kind of program at some point. This doesn't have to lead to Bryan wrestling, though. This is just Bryan. Honestly, honestly, any human being in Bryan's Bryan's shoes would stick up for Zayn and Owens. They paid their dues. They did. They they paid their dues. They were they were wrong. They got reprimanded. They got in trouble and beat up it's over now you got over on well just yeah no and i agree and just to be clear i'm not the proponent i'm not that guy who's like the wwe title 
better close the show. I'm not that kind of guy. And I, I get where you're God from. damn it, the belt better go on last and the right. champion better and so, in a second. And I'm perfectly fine if Zayn and Owens close the show because, in my opinion, it's the only interesting thing going on on SmackDown it's other than the, the top women angle, yeah. with the Riot Squad. That's it. So I'm fine with that. I just I, I concern myself a little bit with the belief in AJ Styles and how those those rumblings start to come when it's like, oh well, AJ's the champ, but he's not closing pay per views because you know how that narrative can push itself. Well, I don't see no. it as a problem. Others I, will. You know? I see. I but again, I think as much as I shit on fans, I think fans. I think that fans are a lot smarter than I think I give them credit for, and the company sure. gives them credit for. Because the reason they had a problem, the only other issue we've had is just call the spade a spade. The only other issue we've had a problem with the champ not main eventing shows is CM Punk. It's the only other guy. Yep. No, can't you think of anybody else that has ever been relevant for? The reason that was such a big deal was because they they weren't. It'd be different if John Cena versus Kane was the hottest angle in the company, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was so hot that everybody had couldn't wait for it. Nobody gave a fuck about John Cena versus Kane. John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. Laurinaitis. Nobody cares. Yes. And they were putting Punk and Brian before him. So that's why that was the issue. This situation is different because it's not them putting AJ before because somebody else is more important to us. It's there's a hotter angle that needs to close the show. Because if we do this angle in the middle of the show... Is going to take all the heat out of the building. That's so so yep. in that situation, that's why I understand it, and I don't think it'd be a big issue if AJ did it. And plus, the world knows AJ is the best wrestler in the world, not named Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, or Roman Reigns. Hmm. If if y'all can see me, I'm smiling right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Well, we've uh, waxed on quite a bit. You guys, uh, you got anything else to say, Carl? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to uh, whack off. So let's do it. Well, we got to answer some questions first, man. I don't, I don't put these <sighs> fucking surveys out there so we don't <laughs> answer the questions. Okay. God, God damn it, Caleb. Look, I care for the listeners, man. That's that's how I am. That's how I'm wired. All seven First of question. Them. Yes. Yes, all 69 of them. Um, nice. Yes. First question from at Birch Sidon. I hope I pronounced that right. He asked, do you expect a swerve or a clean, straight, sexy finish between Jericho and Omega at Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I'm going to answer first. I think it's going to be straight up clean. Kenny Omega goes over. I'm not the most knowledgeable New Japan fan, even though I surprised a lot of people with how much I actually know about it. I don't think I've ever seen a non-clean finish to a match in New Japan. Much less at at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, like every match ends in a a clean one, two, three. Because they got to do the big thing where the young boys come in and spray the ice spray on them and make it look like it's real, right? Uh, no, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, Omega wins. Omega uh, wins yeah. clean as hell. And I don't even okay. see it being very long, 20 minutes max. I don't see it being long. Uh, no. just, 
Yeah. Real, quick, real, real quick, shout out to Sean. He's a, a friend of mine. Um, Sean, I just wanted to let you know that this match will be clean as hell. There's no way Jericho is going to win this. If he does, I Chris Jericho is just okay. your second IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> yeah, if, if yeah, Jericho no, wins, no. Gato has lost his mind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Jericho knows his place. He's there to make sure that, you know, guys like Kenny Omega and people like that are going over and getting the biggest pop they can, whatever the case may be. Omega wins clean as a whistle. And then Jericho gets his win back on the cruise of Jericho. <laughs> is it after? Could, it be. After? Could be. Could <laughs> be. So, so my that's perfect. That's perfect. Because that means that the, the blow off is at WrestleMania. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's funny. By the uh, way, real question. quick, real quick, real quick, real oh, quick, yeah. real quick. Yeah, go uh, ahead. I just want to throw out a shout out to Jeremy and Young Boy with Josh, uh, the newest um, podcast on the network, Keeping It Strong Style. Yeah. Since we're talking about <laughs> New Japan, we talk about it from time to time if, the, if, the, if, the, if the, it's a relevant topic, but that's all they talk about. Download. Listen, it's a it's a great show, um, and they are very knowledgeable about that shit. I just wanted to give them some love since we're talking about it now. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, Ricky and Clive asked us Matt and Brace segment on Raw last night, yay or nay, which we kind of already answered. Um, <clears throat> absolute yay. Yeah. 100% yay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is all, and you know what? Delightful. It was the laugh off. Okay. <laughs> the laugh. Yes. This, yes. This, this, I'm not kidding guys. And I, I, I know we didn't really like go crazy about the Bray side of this. I'm hoping beyond hope because Bray has been such a lost character for a while. In my opinion. Yeah. I'm hoping that, that these, segments this promo fuck the match i'm hoping that these things really kind of help bray I, I i'm hoping for that you so, need something yes check mark give me give me matt and bray i'm down the segment was awesome i laughed my ass off and the best part about the segment was i had been out watching part of the monday night football game prior and as soon as i walked in the door i turned the tv on and that, that fucking segment had just started. And I was like, oh, my God, the timing is perfect. You know what I mean? Because I knew it was coming, that, that Woken Matt will be back. So, yep. absolutely, man. I turned it on. And I was like, oh, my God. They made us wait till like, what, 9.30, 9.45? yes. Yeah. So, yes, I'm all in. Give, the, give the, me this. That's a great segment. It was a whole lot of fun. And the, I love that kind of shit. So. The segment was delightful. Yes. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. Speaking of like perfect timing, you said you came in and that segment was on. I had the opposite happen on Sunday morning. I was getting ready for work and I just happened to turn on TV around 1135 and I saw number four, Alabama. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Those sons He's of bitches, right? Oh. Bro, listen, oh. listen, before we even answer the next question, we could throw some sports in, right? Yeah, you hell know, yeah. Listen, f- fuck the playoff, okay? Seriously, first of all, it should have been eight teams from jump, okay? My opinion. It should have been eight teams from jump because I wouldn't bitch about number nine. I'll yeah. bitch about number five, but I won't bitch about number nine. The only way I'll bitch about number nine is if it's Oklahoma State. That's it. 
<laughs> right, right, right. I'll tell you who should have been instead of Alabama. And yeah, UCF. they would have got rolled. UCF. Yeah. Give me UCF, a team that loves that coach who's going to Nebraska, but they still said, hey, you can coach the Peach Bowl, right? Against Auburn, which I cannot wait to see that game, by the way. Here's but, here's the one caveat. The only reason why I'm okay with Alabama, the one reason. The BCS was numbers. We didn't want numbers no more. We wanted the eye test, right? Sure, yeah. The point of the committee is not to pick the four most qualified. It's not to pick the right. four uh, teams based on record or conference championships. It's to pick the four best teams in absolutely football. Ohio and, the State way, and UCF Rance. is not better than Alabama. It's just they're not. Listen, Rance. They, and here's the thing. Rance. They still got it wrong. They still got Damn it wrong, though. Because Auburn didn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I'm serious. I, 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 hear, me, I'll hear that argument. That argument I'll listen to. We're all Absolutely. from the South. We're all from the South, kind of. So, right. So, I would say Auburn, Georgia, and Bama are probably all three of the top four teams in the country, along with Clemson. I don't think Oklahoma's that good. I don't. I think they're going to get beat when they go play Georgia. They are, but they got, the, they got the Heisman winner. Yeah, being, I know. Oh, being trust in me. Big 12 country, um, I certainly hope, because I have the utmost, and I'm going to say it, be honest, a, a complete bias against the SEC. Basically, ever since Alabama got in over Oklahoma State like six years ago. But that being said, I hope beyond hope we get Clemson and Oklahoma in the national championship. Well, it's not going to be a very entertaining game because I think Clemson is going to beat their ass if that happens. That's fine. That's fine. Just just an opinion. But, hey, we're not talking wrestling anymore. We got off track. Damn it. Okay. Um Next question from at Rob Ropey. What up, Rob? Thanks Rob. for sending in a question, sir. Hashtag first fan. Day Rob one. is trash. Yep. Oh, come on. We, we love you, Rob. Even Carl does. He just won't say it. But he asked, who is on your women's wrestling Mount Rushmore? And, and first, I want to say, I'm not going to throw on someone on there that I've never seen wrestle. Sure. So, like, you're not going to, like, hear me putting on a fucking – Fabulous Moolah is on my women's Mount Rushmore. No disrespect. I've never seen her wrestle. And when right. I did, it was her as like a really old woman. So it wasn't her best shit. Um, so this might be a lot more modern than some people would like, but I would say without a doubt, Trish, Lita, Victoria, Ooh. and honestly, probably Sasha. Victoria. Maybe Gail. Maybe Gail. Wait, wait, Victoria. Like, Yes, Victoria. And, and Sasha over Charlotte. That's complete bias, by the way. Okay, Y'all are going to hate my list. So, Rance, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I have the most traditional list out of there because I do have two people that I haven't watched a lot of, but are, you know, I res- there would be no women's wrestling without them. So, Manami right. Toyota is probably the greatest women's wrestler of all time. It's just we never watched her. Um, yeah. You know? So... There's no women's wrestling. There's no Joshi wrestling without her. Right? Um, so, okay. Toyota, Mula, of course, Trish, and my number four is China. Who? China. China. Now, okay, I, China. I'm, not putting, I'm not putting China in there because of her escapades against women in the ring. Right. But because she's the first and possibly only woman, well, she's the only woman so far but possibly the only one ever, based on where we're going in WWE, to 
not only wrestle men, but be considered as men's equals in the ring. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, like she almost main evented SummerSlam. She almost won the World Rumble. Right. They wanted to win the Rumble. She almost won the World Championship. She won the Intercontinental Championship and had feuds with numerous people. Like, that's not going to happen again. Uh, But I want to give my honorable mentions to Lita, of course. She deserves honorable mention. But my my main honorable mention I want to give to is Sarah Del Rey. Because Sarah Del Rey might be the most talented woman we've ever seen ever wrestle from a talent perspective. But I think we want to give all the credit in the world to Paige and to Hunter and to Emma and to Sasha and Charlotte and and all these women for the women's revolution. That women's revolution started because of Sarah Del Rey. Because she's so good at her job. And she's and Fit Finley, too. Because the, the, the old women wouldn't wrestle anywhere close without Fit. But Sarah DeRay is so good at her job. And such a great trainer. And a wrestler, great wrestler to begin with. That Triple H felt he had the confidence to give Sarah and the women the platform that they got to blow up. That doesn't happen without Sarah DeRay. So she deserves an uh, honorable mention spot. Okay. Carl. So, just to repeat, this is a wrestling question, correct? Yes. yes. The, the women's wrestlers. Okay. All right, because that changes it up a little bit. Yeah, that um, means you can't say Sonny or Sable. Right, exactly. Well, no, I could say Sable because Sable has wrestled. Um, and I'm going to say Sable, actually, because uh, I know. And I, Listen, this isn't because I think Sable is fucking Chris Benoit in the wrestling ring. It's because of what Sable meant, and and she's with another person in this, on this Mount Rushmore. It's what she meant to the WWE at the time. Sable is not only a person who wrestled like half a time, but she's a complete sex symbol. And the reality is, she was a huge reason why people tuned in to WWE, WWF during the Attitude Era. It wasn't just Stone Cold Steve Austin, okay? I'm telling you, these women, the way they look or whatever, this was a big factor. Um, so, yes, I'm going to say Sable and her impact. I'm going to say China, of course, because China, I mean, they built her up. Eighth wonder of the world or ninth wonder of the ninth world. Ninth wonder of the world. It is. Yeah, like, and, and China could go out there and beat the fuck out of the dudes, you know? China is a big part of that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Lita because, to me, Lita – was someone that would go out there and take ridiculous bumps, right? Like, how many other women have really gone out there and done what she's done in terms of mainstream wrestling and taken those kind of beatings that Lita took? She took the 3D, and she took all kinds of shit, right? At that time, nobody, but Sasha has easily... Right, now, Sasha's not going to be on Mount Rushmore yet because... It's too early for her, in my opinion. I, I agree with she, that. She doesn't creep that. And you guys are going to hate it because I'm going to skip over Trish, even though I love Trish. And I'm going to go ahead and put someone who, like I said, my list will be hated. Nikki Bella is going to be on there because in this time period, in this era, who Nikki is in terms of mainstream and how much I don't like Nikki Bella. I'm just going to be honest. I don't. I'm not a fan. But who she is and how people seem to like her and what she's kind of done with, you know, that the, the total Bellas, yes. total divas, all that shit that matters. These are things that draw 
female eyes into wrestling, in my opinion. I think she is a part of that. So I'm going to say the worst list ever, but it's Sable. It's China. It's Lita. No, it's Nikki Bella. It's not the worst list ever. Your list is the. Is, your list is perfect for considering, um, considering impact. Your list has probably well, Lita is more impactful than Trish, but for the points you try to make, the most impactful four women in each category you picked. Let me stick up for the Nikki Bella pick real quick. Let me stick up for that. I understand that the IWC is sick of the Bellas or never really gave them any respect. But y'all don't understand what Total Divas means to so many women. Y'all don't understand what the fearless moniker that Nikki wears means to so many women. So many women out here in the world now who never cared about wrestling care about wrestling because they watch Total Divas. And that's almost solely because of Nikki. So, um, I, I, I gotta give you, I gotta give you credit. I wouldn't, I would have never gone there. Uh, cause I was thinking more in ring than anything, but yes, right. what Nick, what Nikki has accomplished outside of the ring for the company, like total divas, like I, I already gave you my, I already gave, I said this before a long time ago, but I think total divas is what started the revolution. Because be, Total, yeah. Total yeah. Divas showed Vince that women, that people care about women. Right. Right. If there's if if and to, to be two three clear, million people are watching clear, a show about women, something's yeah. about them. To be clear about that, I just want to say and I, that's no disrespect to Brie because Brie is her sister, and you know Brie different. is part of that too. If, if, if I could Jeff. split that that last piece of Rushmore in half. No. I'd throw Brie on there as well, no. but I think it's more Nikki than it is Matt Brie. and Jeff, Edge and Christian, uh, Janetti right. and Janetti, yeah. Michaels and Janetti, Bubba and Devon. It's it's a it's a it's a drastic difference between the two. Right. I just don't want anybody to think that I'm disrespecting Brie in that regard because you know if, she matters. She's she's a part of this in some way. You if know if mean? you if you were to say, oh well, Bubba Ray's one of the best heels I've ever seen in wrestling, nobody will say, well, what about Devon? Because they know how good Bubba right. is. So, yeah, right. nobody's going to sit here and say, well, Bree deserves it. No, Bree's good in her own right. Nikki, she's well, not Nikki. I'm, I'm, I'm upset by your uh, your disrespect to Christian, man. I dug Christian. I did, too, but he's nowhere close to Edge. And if you listen yeah, to the podcast, Christian even jokes about that. He's nowhere close to Edge. It's, he knows. He knows it. He knows. And that's okay. Oh, you know, they've all had success yeah. in their own right. Yeah. yeah. So, you guys want to get this last question out of the way, pal? Let's yes. All right. This one's from Facebook. Uh, one John Edward. Thanks for asking, John. He asked us, and I quote, and this is a good one to end on, why'd Cindy Lou Who have to be such a meddling little snob? You guys got an answer? I don't know who Are you that kidding is. me? Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I just want you to know that I am a huge How the Grinch Stole Christmas fan, okay? Mm. This is, it's it's no Charlie Brown Christmas, but it is up there. Cindy Lou Who, guys, if I can get on my soapbox. Oh, God. She wasn't, she wasn't meddling. She was bringing the Christmas spirit to a lost soul. 
Okay, that's what she was doing. She wanted she wanted everyone to enjoy Christmas. I can't imagine any of our listeners, any of our listeners, any of our fans, my friends, Rance, my friend Caleb. I can't imagine them having a terrible Christmas. That makes me sad when I think about that. Well, I don't. We've discussed this. I don't like Christmas. I'm a Festivus guy. Well, that's because you're are you know you're a racist. You know, you're an atheist or whatever you are. Okay? Listen, this is all about Mark. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. This keep Christ in Christmas, okay? Let me just throw that out there. I'm just kidding. Well, kinda. But anyways, <laughs> listen. Christmas isn't about all that. It's about being happy. You don't want to be lonely on Christmas. Nobody wants to be at home by themselves on Christmas Day. Cindy Lou was not a meddling snot. Okay? She just wanted to make sure everyone enjoyed Christmas. That's all it was. So, poop on that question. Cindy Lou Who is outstanding. Okay? She's a great person, and we should all strive to be more like Cindy Lou Who. Rant? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Beat that Beat that answer. You, you, you know who, you know who, who, who Cindy Lou Who should put over? Who? who Nikki who? Bella. No, I don't, I don't. <laughs> until you said until you said who she was i did i didn't know who she was i don't i'm not one of those people who watch movies like the grinch who stole christmas and remember the motherfuckers names i'm not sitting there like oh what's that whose name is that Polly Polly chris who i don't need to know their names it's the grinch that's that's offensive but you never forget names like cindy lou who i did Caesar scrooge or tiny Tim. You don't forget Kirby, those names. Just or Kirby's a Scrooge. Yeah, sure, pal. Oh, man. If I could give a real serious answer real quick. John, I, I don't know. You know. I think she should have maybe kept her nose out of the Grinch's business. But, oh, well. Yeah. It happens. For the, for the record. It's, it's fine, guys. You know what, SMC podcast fans? I'm the only one that's going to give you the real answers around here. It's fine. <laughs> For the record, the Grinch wasn't bothering nobody. He did all that shit while they were asleep. So, yep. you know, he didn't really, really just let let that man handle his business. Wait, wait, wait. He, didn't, he didn't bother. He didn't anybody? ruin your. He didn't ruin your Christmas at 3 a.m. He ruined your Christmas at 9 a.m. when you woke wait, up. This, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I believe you said the Grinch didn't bother nobody. He didn't. Whoa. Uh, we watched the same movie. Same movie. <laughs> Motherfucker out here stealing Christmas trees. Yeah. Taking presents. Yeah. Taking the last game of who has. What I think you. Carl, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with Rance on that point. Hold on. I will say that. If anything, you should applaud that man and how efficient he was in what he did, because he did that very quickly. I'm going to give you that much. He was quite <laughs> efficient. Okay? Give me that man when it comes to, like, labor supplies. I need to move like I need to down. move to a new house? I'm calling the Grinch. Because that man did that fast. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that much. I'll oh give you that much. <laughs> shout Holy... out to the Grinch. Shout out, shout out to Dr. Seuss, the man. Shout out to the Grinch. I love that. Only on the SMC podcast are you going to hear the three of us really debate the, the philosophical truths about the Grinch that stole Christmas. Uh, yes. Hey, Grinch, if, 
you if you want to appear on the podcast, get in touch with us. We'll make shit happen. Oh yes, yes. Oh my god, that's a Christmas oh, episode. Man. The Christmas we're, episode. We're, we're having fun. We are. Ha- yeah, that is the Christmas episode. <laughs> we're uh, we're having fun here, guys. But um, at some point in time, I guess the fun's got to end. If yeah. you guys don't mind, Carl. So you, you what do you got, man? Get your your credentials. Where can we find you, etc. Well, I don't have many credentials, but I do hang around the tweeter machine. You can find me at Curvin S M C K E R V I N S M C. I'm gonna tweet. It's gonna be some hot takes. It's gonna be some garbage takes. It's gonna be some fire takes. It's gonna be all kinds of good kinds of takes. Come follow me. Uh, I try not to blow up your timeline too much, but that's pretty much where you can find me. Uh, slide in the DMs if you need to. I'm going to shit on you, but do Carl, you, you you're know? married, sir. I don't mean like that. Just, that's you the know, only way it girl, means. That's the no. only way it means. No, that is mean the like one that. meaning. <laughs> what are you talking ch- about? Listen, listen, I'm starting a new trend. If you want to talk about about wrestling, you slide in the DMs. No, it's not the same. No. Listen, listen. Things change. Listen, I'm starting a trend, boys. Okay? Starting a trend. Okay. When you're in counseling, when you're in counseling with your wife, tell her that's what you said. Tell her that's the reason. But, baby, I was starting a trend. Hey, it's, it's it's like the uh, it's like the uh, old school where Will Ferrell's like, you know, if she wearing silk panties, is she wearing pink panties or whatever? You know, it's kind of like that. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's funny. Rant. Where can we find you? Uh, well, first and foremost, you guys can find me at it's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Ray, as in Mysterio, C A S H as in dollars. But I also would like to give you guys the rundown on the rest of this month for. The SNC podcast. Yes, next, do it. Next week, you will be getting our special end of your episode where we will be giving out awards, our best and worst of many different situations and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the week after that, you will be getting a special canned episode uh, in respect, actually, works perfectly, to our dearly departed Jim Johnston. Uh, our, yes. Our favorite. Um, our favorite and, and most hated music. musical accompanying synthesis, if that's how you say the word. Yes. Uh, yes. Of the top five and yes. top five best and worst of yes. the 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. And the final show of the year will be a special uh, social, social suplex group podcast in which we all decided to have a social suplex fantasy draft please look forward to that because that is a, that was a very big undertaking and i think you guys will love it and we will start and that. yes sir and i'm going to bury some people on that episode just fyi yes oh it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be glorious and what it's looking mm. like everybody's going to do is we're going to have the main ep- the main podcast but every show seems to be recording their own extended version of their picks but uh, yeah, look forward to that, and then we'll start back fresh, first week of the first week of uh, January with a Wrestle Kingdom review with uh, keeping a strong style host, be... Young Boy Josh Smith. Yes, 
Unfortunately, yeah. I won't be there for that one. But after we get yeah. going, after that, I'll be back around. So. We replace one Carl, white guy with an, we replace one white guy with another white guy. Nobody's gonna notice. Yeah, right. exactly. Just, just just a not quite as good looking white guy as me. Are no, you kidding me? Young, bo- young boy is you pretty cute. Me? Young boy is pretty cute. Josh Smith is a handsome fella. Yeah. Here's the no here's the deal. Here's the deal. He doesn't have the the facial. Facial hair, you know, no. the grooming, the nice. No, that's he doesn't. So awesome. He doesn't, but both of his eyes look straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right. I'm okay. starting my own podcast, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I'll see y'all another time. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, guys, you can find me at smc underscore calb. We've got a host of other shows on this network as well. As always, follow the main site on Twitter at Social Suplex. You know, check out the Social Suplex website at socialsuplex.com. Or pardon me, socialsuplex.com. Um, we have Keeping It Strong Style. That's our New Japan show hosted by the young boy and Jeremy Donovan, our boss, if you will. Um, that's Keeping It Strong Style. We have our resident Scotland podcast. Ricky and Clive and Friends Wrestling Show. Follow them at Ricky and Clive. The the main the, the big brother, the the OG podcast of this network, One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio on Twitter. All of these episodes of these podcasts can be found on YouTube. Subscribe to One Nation Wrestling. Subscribe to the Social Suplex Podcast Network wherever you download your podcast. Once again, I'm going to end it as I, as I always do. Thank you for listening. We appreciate every listen, every download we get. Have a good night, and God bless you.